Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com backslash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. I was seeing a lot of stuff about trigger warnings for this movie, yes. and I was like, I mean, I, I, again, sounds like a douche. I'm like, well, it's in the book. <laughs> like, yes. that's one of the first scenes in the book. And granted, like, it's set in 1986. But I'm also like, I don't, I think it's okay to say, hey, by the way, just like everyone, there's a gay bashing scene that opens this movie. Like, it's literally the opening credit sequence. But people are making such a big deal out of it. And if, I, if I'm if i coming across as too insensitive, if I'm coming across as an asshole, and like, you know, if, if listeners, if, if you actually were triggered by that scene in any shape or your form, like, I apologize. And also, like, please, like, comment on this message. Us. Like, I mean, like, I, educate me. I just, I think it's getting blown out of proportion a little bit. Yeah, I've been intrigued by the reactions as well. In part, if only because you and I have had this conversation offline, but trigger warnings seem to be like a big deal for people right now. I just listened to a conversation where people complained about, you know, not getting trigger warnings for rape, not getting trigger warnings for like a bunch of other things. And part of this is I'm not sure what is the responsibility of a filmmaker. I think some people look at it as, oh, well, this is just, you know, a continuation of the social justice warrior snowflake generation where everybody is just so in tune with their feelings and we need a safe space. So I think people sometimes use, like, they weaponize trigger warnings as a way to say that people have gotten soft and, you know, the world wasn't always like this. But I do think also, this is tricky, right? Because I think there's a very determined reason why this particular scene was kept and also why it opens the film for me i mean it it doesn't bother me because i've seen these kinds of things before like i just watched mysterious skin a couple months ago and if you want to talk about a gay bashing like (laughs) there ain't nobody in a better business than mysterious skin that's also rape too like that it is yeah and i mean it's not like i'm trying to say oh like you know a beating a beating up isn't like just as bad as a rape but i guess in my mind like i qualify like yeah i mean like i i understand trigger warnings for rape a little more than i do for someone getting beat up and now i know the context of this is oh it's a gay bashing yeah. but i mean i guess I, I yes i've seen gay bashings in film but i've also seen people just get the shit kicked out of them in film gay or not so i i kind of i, I removed it from that i guess yeah I mean, I looked at it as this is a scene that contextualizes what Derry still is, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would argue it's actually one of the few scenes that really interrogates what Derry has been, is what it's been like in the interceding 27 years, because a lot of the time in this film is dedicated exclusively to the Losers Club. We're not really interacting with as many people outside of this main group. Except, once again, the pharmacist and his daughter. Who still doesn't um, die! (laughs) Yeah, Jesus. That's disappointing. But It's terrible. um, But I think it's important, A, because it's a very explicit acknowledgement that the world has changed. So there's front and center queerness 
right in the opening of this massive blockbuster Hollywood film, people. Let's not forget that. So even though it is terrible representation, it is representation of a different kind. So it's moving the narrative into the present day. But then it's also saying, okay, Derry as a town is not safe for losers, for outsiders, for people who are othered. There's still a danger here, and Pennywise can draw power from that. I also think, though, like, not even just Daria, but just for the world in general, because, you know, you've seen people, I, I, I don't know what episode we discussed it on, maybe it was the it episode with Michael, where, you know, people were like, oh, like, um, the gays have all the rights they need, like, they should be happy, or the queers, or whatever you want to say. Jesus, I don't remember that argument, but okay. fuck that bullshit. No, no, <laughs> like, like, so there was a tweet that went around, so maybe I talked about someone else there, but, like, there was a tweet that went around, like, it went viral a couple of weeks or months ago. And it was, yeah, this guy saying, like, I don't understand why people, like, why, why, like, the gays, why the LGBTQ community, like, are fighting for more rights. They have everything they need. And people oh are like, God. no, I know. People are like, no. And I, but, and so that, that, going back to, like, the, the liberal Austin bubble that I'm in, like, granted, like, we still do have, you know, hate crimes. Like, it's not super prevalent, but, like, you know, so therefore when one happens, like, it's, it, it's all over the news. Mm-hmm. But, I think having a scene like that in this movie, in this major blockbuster film that's going to probably make 90 to $100 million this weekend, is important to show people that, no, it's not all okay still. Like, there are still exactly. problems. Exactly. 